Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back to today's issues on American Family Radio. We've got 25 more minutes here, roughly, for this show. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson and uh, Ray Pritchard, and we thank you for listening. Joining us now is newsman Steve Jordahl. Good morning. Good morning, Steve. How are you doing? Or good afternoon if you're on the East Coast, right? If you're right? on New York, or good evening if you're in Moscow. I don't know why I say Moscow, but. Nobody wants to be in Moscow right it's, now, Steve, so I don't know why you said that either. It's but, 5 uh, o'clock somewhere, as they say. <laughs> All right, Steve. <laughs> Sir. We we did talk with Frank Turek yeah. about the Webb uh, telescope pictures. Fascinating stuff coming well, from there. Well, and we talked to him about the Big Bang Theory, but you wanted to give well, your commentary on that? What they're finding, and, and I've got an article here that was written by a guy named Eric Lerner. He's the president and chief scientist of LPP Fusion, which is a company that's making a fusion generator energy company. But he's a scientist, and he's looking at the data. The data that they're getting from the the Hubble, the Big ba- the uh, James Webb Telescope, are disproving the Big Bang theory. And there's several reasons for it, but here's the one of the ones that I that I understand is okay. So the um, if if the if the universe is by the way you're you're on your own right here. All right, you understand that? (laughs) I do. Okay. If the universe is expanding, we should see that the uh, galaxies flying away from us at a tremendous amount of speed, right? And when that happens, there's something called redshift. Redshift is the light equivalent of the Doppler effect. You know, like when a, a train comes, it's a high pitch, and then it goes away, it's a low pitch, because it takes longer, basically, for the sound to get to you, or it's, it slows that down. Well, the speed of light doesn't change, but it does take longer if it's going away from you, and they call that the redshift. They're not seeing it. They're not seeing it. The galaxies are surprisingly smooth, surprisingly small, surprisingly old, and if they didn't come from the uh, Big Bang Theory, well, where did they come from, he's asking. Hmm. Well, you answer that, Steve. <laughs> oh, well, I think Genesis, I, I, not that I, not I want to, uh, Fra- Frank is better at this than I am, but uh, I think we have that answer pretty, pretty resoundingly in Genesis 1 through 3. God created the heavens God and the earth. God created the heavens and the earth. You put them out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Where did all this stuff come from is what he's asking. God. Yeah. Yeah. There's the answer. The answer that they don't want to hear. All right. Uh, We're still seeing the fallout from the overturn of Roe v. Wade. Uh, And one of the groups, as you might imagine, one of the groups that uh, really are not happy right now are abortionists. And uh, this is a group called Physicians for Reproductive Health. There's a debate whether abortionists are really doctors or not because they're really violating the Hippocratic Oath. I'll answer every that time for they... you. They're not. They may have an MD, although they're they're not following the Hippocratic Oath. So there you go. That's there my you go. Two uh, well, go ahead. I, I don't disagree. Um, so what? There, this group called Physicians for Reproductive Health has written an open letter, and that's to journalists, editorial teams, and producers, media. 
We're running today with a big request. Stop giving airtime to anti-abortion activists. We don't want to hear from pro-lifers. They say that they're concerned for their safety and well-being of the community because misinformation, disinformation, inflammatory threats, and encouraged by anti-abortion activists in the media, hateful, dangerous harassers, protesting at clinics, stalking and harming clinic staff. Anyway, all the pro-life activities which they are misconstruing here, they're saying, don't give them a voice. We don't want to hear from them. Doesn't this sound familiar, guys? Doesn't this sound familiar? During uh, the last two years in COVID, the pandemic, what were we being told by the Fauci's of this world and others? That's disinformation if you talk about alternative treatments. That's bad information, dangerous information. If you talk about your own immunity system being able to deal with COVID, it's, it's the same narrative over and over again. We are now into a time where you have groups of people in very powerful uh, situations who have just said, I know how to deal with any opposition to my opinion on things. I'll just declare them dangerous. Their information is dangerous, and we need to shut them down. And you know what? I don't think there's a lot of media outlets that need encouragement. They're, when they, they talk about pro-life these days, it's to demonize pro-lifers. Well, it's interesting, Ray, what they say here. They say medicine mm-hmm. and science are not up for debate. Healthcare is not a matter of opinion. So, Ray, I guess when I, I don't like what the doctor says, I got to go get a second fact because there's no opinion in it, right? Well, look, we're quite happy to argue medicine with the people on the other side because we know life begins at conception. That's a scientific fact. And so, then we, the, the pro life side, Steve, is the side that is standing on the true facts of science. Um, the, the, the pro-abortion people, they're not standing on science. They're really, uh, you, know, you, you hate to say it, but it's not science that they're arguing for. They're arguing in favor of the right to kill the unborn. And that's one reason they want to silence us. They don't want us to say the truth out loud. Also, the, uh, the pro-abortion, uh, they call themselves pro-choice side, they have to constantly use language that covers up what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Choice being one of them. There you go. Notice the name of this group. What's the name of them, Steve? Physicians for Reproductive Health. All right. <laughs> Listen, who, who's against reproductive health? Raise your hand. Mm-hmm. This isn't reproductive health. Nope. They need to rename themselves if they want to be honest. Physicians for Abortion. Right. That's what they are. They shouldn't be ashamed of it if they're if they're in fact proud of their position, right? But instead, they got to change their name to Physicians for Reproductive Health because they know Physicians for Abortion is a turnoff for a majority of Americans. You shouldn't have doctors that are for killing unborn babies. That that's against uh the Hippocratic Oath, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that that uh, it's like the the left. They always use these terms that uh, try to cover up their sin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the uh, the liberals last week called it the reduce inflation act, right? Right. <laughs> that, inflation reduction uh, act. The, the re, what do right. they call it, Fred? Inflation reduction act. There's another example. 
And they admitted, this had nothing to do with. And uh, they admitted after it yes. was passed. Oh, this was just a marketing tool. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. You got to change the language, oftentimes on the left, to deceive people, so they support what you say you advocate for. Because yeah. if you told them straight up what you were doing, people wouldn't support it. And the flip side of that, the Associated Press decided many years ago, uh, we don't we don't use the term pro life anymore. We don't like right. that term. So, so the pro-abortion side gets to call themselves pro-choice. So yes. they they get the luxury of of, of naming themselves right yes. pro-choice. Yes. But the AP said no. You got to call pro-lifers anti-choice. Anti-abortion. Right? Anti-abortion. Anti-abortion. Yeah. Not pro-life. Right. right. It doesn't matter what you what you call That's yourself. Because the people that decided that were themselves pro. Abortion. Abortion. Go There's ahead, two other things in this article that bother me, and I'll bring and I'll just mention. We can move on, but one of them is that the, when these doctors say medicine and science is not up for debate, it's not a matter of opinion. What happens when a new treatment or a new understanding of a disease comes along? These guys were probably now. I guess they must still be using leeches because that was the fact <laughs> back in whatever it was. If it's not up for debate. Yes. The other thing is, this is what they say, given the makeup, they say they're concerned for their safety, given the makeup of their being pro-lifers support base, the makeup of the Supreme Court and the makeup of our state legislatures, we believe we have legitimate reason for concern for our safety. Well, again, the Supreme Court. Doesn't this sound familiar? When, When parents went to protest what was their kids were being taught in school in Loudoun County, Virginia. Yeah. What did the school board group do? They write a letter, and the Attorney General of the United States, right. Merrick Garland, what does he do? He says, yeah, I'm concerned about these uh, domestic terrorism elements yep. that are showing up at school board oh, meetings. There's, a, there's definitely a concerted effort by the liberal media and the, uh, the, the, the establishment, of the, especially the Democrats, mm-hmm to demonize people uh, who are conservatives. Of course. Especially Christian conservatives. They're the worst. Yes. And so what do you do? You do like Biden is. Anybody, you know, white nationalists, white supremacists are everywhere. Mm-hmm. And we got to confront them. They're a top danger to our country. Yep. You got uh, the pro-lifers. Uh, you need to, they're, they're a danger mm-hmm. to people and a danger to the country. You see what they do? Yeah. And so they try to con- they're trying to condition. That's why they that's why Hillary Clinton called people who support President Trump a basket of deplorables. Yes, right. What you what it's you ad do? Hominem. Yeah, you try to uh, you try, That's why Obama said people who support Republicans were people who cling to their guns and their religion. Mm-hmm. Their uh, violence. Yeah. They, what they what they're trying to do with some success is dehumanize. Mm-hmm people who are conservative. Yes. And again, they have particular uh, animosity for those of us who are Christian conservatives. That's why Obama said cling to their guns and their Bibles. So uh, that, that is definitely going on. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, I'm not saying next year or 10 years from now, but down the road <clears throat> should a vast, uh, you would have to have a vast majority of Americans uh, buy into the idea that Christian conservatives, in particular, are the keeping uh, humanity from progressing. Mm-hmm. Then 
they need to be put in camps somewhere yep. mm-hmm. or have their rights revoked. They can't vote. They may not put us in a Auschwitz type deal, but, but some of them would like to, but what they'll, sure. what they'll do is they'll tell you, well, you can't vote if you, you need to take a test here. And, uh, or, and if you're a, if you attend a, uh, church, then you're disqualified. Uh, or if you advocate for, uh, certain positions, if you don't, if you don't say that LGBTQ is, uh, something to be celebrated and lauded, then you know what? You're disqualified. You can't <clears throat> buy, sell, or trade. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just telling you how they could make life extremely difficult. You don't think this can happen. Just so there's been some cases where, you know, the Jack Phillips in, in Colorado yeah. mm-hmm. and other mm-hmm. cases we could mention. Now this is a, a small scale. I understand that it's not massive persecution mm-hmm. of Christians across the country, but that's what the left would like to do. Remember, they told him, "No, you're gonna have to pay fines. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to pay us because you won't bake a cake for a gay wedding." Yeah. And so that I'm just saying, that's the motive behind these uh, uh, na- this name calling that the political left is doing against <clears throat> conservatives is to. That's why they're having this January sixth thing go on. For months and months and months. They want to show that video, man, as many times as they can. They want to say Trump supporters. Liz Cheney says Trump supporters are sick. Mm-hmm. Now she's saying she's going to she's going to um, campaign you, for Democrats. What do you do with sick people? Mm-hmm. Tell me. Yeah. What do you do with sick people? You. You, you punish them. Yeah. I, she means sick mentally and politically. That's what she means. Mm-hmm. She says, what? Liz Cheney said, what would you say? She is, says that she is going to fight everybody who's an election denier. If they're in the general, she is going to be campaigning for their opponent, which in many cases is going to be Democrats. Well, I would just say to Liz Cheney, <laughs> she, she isn't, her political endorsements are not carrying a lot of clout right now. No. <laughs> no. I no. might want to reevaluate that and, uh, you know, do some bit, Fix some fences around the ranch out there in Wyoming or something. Something like that. She has right. she has sold her soul to the left. <laughs> yeah. She, in she her was, hatred for President Trump. Yeah. Right. She right. she really has. I mean, she's she's a partner with Nancy Pelosi now. And uh the mainstream media just loves it. She's a media darling for the left now. No, she she was on ABC News the other day for like half an hour. Oh yeah. Night. They really? love her. Yeah. They love her. Next story, Steve. All right. Um, I've got an article here. Um, it's about a, a Catholic bishop. His name is Robert Barron, and he's saying that the Catholic Church is suffering in its attendance. And this has some big lessons, I think, for the evangelical church because there's some of the same concerns within the evangelical circles that he is expressing about what happened to the Catholic Church. And this is what he said. Dumbed down Catholicism has not helped evangelism. Basically, his thesis statement is, we have reduced religion often to feel good to mere ethics. Mm-hmm. It no longer has the power of supernatural. It's just, it's just being good. Why, is the Catholic Church suffering from uh, a decline in attendance? Uh, apparently it is. Across the U.S.? Apparently it is. Yes. And, yes. But, I mean, but this is a fight that's going on within even the Southern Baptist Convention, for example, um, with the... The uh, attendance, 
Well, attendance. I think attendance. Membership is going. It, it's it's better than most. But when you have the CRT, the the uh, critical race theory discussion within the, uh, the Southern Baptist Church, a lot of people are saying the Southern Baptists are doing what they can to appeal to culture, and oftentimes at the expense of the harder truths of the gospel that they think that the culture doesn't want to hear. Well, that's a recipe for disaster. Well, and that's what this bishop is saying. That's what the mainline Protestant denomination churches have been doing for 40 years, and they're, they're going, in about 10 years they're going to be dead. Right. Yeah. You know, what's it? What? What right. has it gotten? What has it gotten? The Lutherans, the Methodists, right. the Episcopalians, we have Presbyterians, the, the Presbyterians. What has it gotten them? They have married the spirit of this age. They've they've brought it into the church. They've welcomed yeah. it. They've baptized the yeah. spirit of the age, and they've called it Christian. And therefore, there is no gospel. There's no hope. There's no forgiveness. There's no new life. And people are leaving those de- denominations in droves. It'll be a huge mistake if the Southern Baptists follow that example. You know, I was listening to a message on our network this morning from Dr. Robert Jeffers, Pathway to Victory. That's on uh, 6.05 Central Time in the morning. And uh, in the midst of his message, he was talking about, uh, it probably was a George Barna survey well over 50% of those who identify themselves as evangelical Christians now believe that Jesus is not the only way of salvation. That there are other ways. There was a ways. Barner research? I, I believe it was a Barner research. He hmm. was quoting research. But f- more than 50% of those who identify themselves <clears throat> as evangelical Christians no longer believe that Jesus is the only way well, of sa- Despite what Jesus said, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Essentially, they're saying Jesus was not telling the truth. At some point, do we kick him out of the club, though? <laughs> well, that is a problem. Um, biblical illiteracy is... You know, a- look, look, Tim, I don't doubt that research from Barna whatsoever as I travel around the country. I, I, think it, I think a lot of it has to do with the age. If you talk to evangelical Christians over the age of, say, 60... You're going to, the vast majority are going to say they believe Jesus is the only way, but you drop down under 50, under 40, under 30. There is rampant biblical illiteracy in the evangelical movement. And let's face it, the pressure is on for people yes. to, to carve away at, quote, the hard edges of your religious faith. So you say, yes, I believe Jesus is the Savior, but there might be, who knows, there might be other ways. We have not done a really good job of equipping our young people to stand up under the onslaught that they are facing today. Good points. Good points. All right, Steve, next story. All right. I want to bring you, uh, this is a lady that we listen to often. Her name is Alexandra Lanes. She is a a Christian young lady uh, who is uh, very uh, not afraid to share her conservative feelings, and she really doesn't. Is this a YouTube, or what is she? Is she she, an influencer? What is she, I would say she's an influencer. Is she an influencer? Uh, Yes, this is from Twitter, Are you an influencer? No. Okay. I'm pretty sure not. Okay, but we're, sure we're about to hear. What's her name? Are. Her name is Alexandra, uh, Alexandra, uh, where'd it go? Um, Lanes, L-A-I-N-S, Alexandra Lanes. And listen to what she has to say, cut 10. So I had a lot of people on the left come after me over the weekend because of a tweet I made about the female anatomy, that men cannot be women because they can't. Changing your pronouns, playing dress up, cutting off your genitals does not make you a woman, never did, never will. If trans women were real women, 
you wouldn't need the title trans, now would you? But somehow I'm a hateful Christian for stating the obvious. Standing up for God's design of male and female does not make me a hateful Christian just because you feel offended. It's not your job to reconstruct what you think you are and expect people to play along. You're upset, take it up with God. Or science, they both back it up. But I'd be doing a disservice to myself and to you by pretending that a lie is the truth for the sake of not offending anyone, instead of living apart for Christ in a world full of evil. The truth of the gospel will hurt people's feelings, but I have just as much of a right as anyone else to talk about my beliefs, and I will not be curbing it just because you might take offense. Truth hurts, but it does not equal hate. I'm going to give her a virtual high five right there. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. What the, Who what, was that? Yeah, the, she sounds really young. What is she? She is. I've, uh, she's, I'd say, Teen, in her 20s. Is she a teenager? No, no, no. She's married. She's In fact, she's expecting... Uh, uh, she's pregnant. <laughs> What's her name again? You, Alexandra Lanes, L-A-I-N-S. Do you follow her on Twitter or something? I or do. What? I do. Okay, I got, is that how you come across this? Yes. Okay. You should see my good Twitter for her. feed. It's, it's full of all kinds of good stuff. Your what now? My Your Twitter, Twitter feed. feed. Yeah, okay. I'm watching a tree burn down Man, right I, now. I tried that a couple of years ago, but I got dizzy. Yeah. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Keeping up with all that. Because I, I couldn't check it, but like once or twice a day, and I'm like, I, if you missed... Three hours of Twitter stuff. You're you're like yeah. it was like last week's news right. or something like that, huh? So I I took that pressure off my life there right there and, and but but you know hey, uh, there's nothing wrong with it if that's something you there is a lot of good stuff uh, to learn from good stuff yes. on Twitter, right? There's some scary stuff too, and I want to play. I want to end with this. This is I despair for our youth. This is a man on the street interview. I'm not sure. I've been trying to see who it is that's doing these interviews, but this is a this is a guy that's interviewing college-age kids on the street. Listen, I got 13. How many stars are on the United States flag? 103. 103? Yeah. Um, 32. What country is the Queen of England from? <laughs> I'm not a politics guy. Man. I, ain't gonna lie. I don't know. I really don't know. Just take a guess. Like, what country is the Queen of England from? Europe. I don't know. Who was the first president of the United States? Abraham Lincoln. What's the capital of the United States? Um, the um, there's a capital. There's no capital of the United States. Yeah, literally. States. Is there no capital? Correct. Was that right? <laughs> no. Oh! You guys are UCLA students? We literally students? go to UCLA. Uh, yeah. <laughs> God. They go to UCLA. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Get your money back, kids. Oh, Parents. If, if that were my daughter, I would I would sue that man to cease and desist with that video because that is, that is uh, didn't know. What would she say? Didn't know the capital of the United didn't States? Didn't know there was didn't a capital. capital. Didn't know there was a capital. She didn't even guess. She didn't know what it was. UCLA. And, 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 and well, who oh is the word. Queen of England? The queen. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's Where is she again. from? Just think again. Europe. <laughs> that literally is who's buried in Grant's tomb, right? That's right. <laughs> Where is the, what country is the Queen of England from? What high school did these kids graduate from? Oh, my goodness. I want to know. Oh, goodness gracious, alive. All right. Uh, Thank you for joining us on the program today, Ray. Appreciate it. You bet. Thank you, Tim. Fred? You bet. Good Steve? My pleasure. Our thanks to Chris Woodward, Frank Turek, and our producer, Brent Creeley. And uh, we hope you have a, a wonderful rest of your Tuesday, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for another edition of Today's Issues. <laughs>